What's up, party people? This is your boy Frankie with another one of the Undesirables podcasts. Today, we have a lot of wonderful information for you. And if you like what you hear, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Let's go. What's up, party people? This is your boy Frankie with another one of the Undesirables podcasts. Today, we have a lot of things to cover. And honestly, it's going to be a quick conversation. This is the first time that we're actually recording on Kick or actually streaming on Kick a live episode. So I'm pretty excited about that. I thank you so much for the opportunity. And for those of you who are just tuning in, my name is Francisco Viles or Frankie, and I am an actual intelligence analyst. I am retired. I'm a prior Navy analyst, and I was about 10 years, almost 10 years in the Navy. And what I did was I did intelligence analysis. So what we got for you today is we're going to talk about the weather balloon that's flying over the United States, particularly over Colorado. And what does that mean to all of us? We're going to talk about the AT&T outage today and exactly what that means for the future of the United States of America, because a lot of people are not really paying attention to the things that are happening across the globe, particularly when it comes to our safety and security in our nation. And more so, what happens when telecommunications are actually being hindered in one shape or form? We're going to talk about the actual people that have been pro protesting. And I think this happened either yesterday or the day before. They went into Capitol Hill and they protested in some shape or form. We're going to show you the video about it as well. And attached to the outages, we're also going to talk about the flags that are coming across the FBI and everything that is happening when it comes to the actual Sheriff's Association of America. And how that actually could impact us in one, one way or another. We're going to talk about Lahaina, Maui, Hawaii, and how they're actually basically being forgotten by, by the United States of America and our, our government, particularly. Then we have, last but not least, how the World Economic Forum, they know best. And for those of you who do not know what the World Economic Forum stands for, or what the World Economic Forum is. It's basically a bureaucrat organization that is not elected in any shape or form. But yet again, they are making decisions on the things that are impactful for us in the world. How is that even possible, right? Well, you know, it's the things that happen in America and in, around the world. So here we go. The first thing we're going to talk about is the weather balloon and how that, is, that actually got Taken out of context. So the, this weather balloon, we've already seen it a year ago. Exactly. It was going across the United States of America and it went from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast. And then it got blown out over the Atlantic Ocean. So what happened in that particular instance, it was basically an intelligence gathering balloon that was more than likely gathering information on the actual nuclear sites that are located in the northern United States. And yet again, we see it again coming across the United States, but this time over Colorado. For those of you who don't know what is in Colorado military-wise, that's where NORTHCOM is located at. And NORTHCOM basically deals with the satellite communications, basically for the United States government and for a lot of the things like NORAD that deal with telecommunications as a whole. Then on top of that, we have that. There was an actual outage that happened, and that was on Thursday. And for those of you who are not watching right now, and for those of you who are watching, 
Basically, what you're going to see is a message that AT&T sent out to their customers around 2.37 p.m. And it says, it's AT&T. We apologize for Thursday's outage, which may have impacted you, period. For some reason, they just put a period there. As a valued customer, your connection matters. And we're committed to doing better to help make it right. We're applying credit to your account, and then it shows you what actual credit you're going to get. All fine and dandy for those of you who care about something like that. But for somebody like me, that Thursday was a horrible freaking day. Uh, for those of you who are just watching in and don't know me, I have a son that has cerebral palsy and epilepsy. And that particular day, he woke up with a very severe stomach bug. But Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we were basically dealing with severe epilepsy. And when I mean severe epilepsy, I mean that this kid was not breathing for a couple of minutes. And that is something completely normal for somebody that has epilepsy and that it has either a grand mal seizure or something in that sort. So when we saw this, we were freaking the hell out. We're trying to get in contact. And this is like at four o'clock in the morning, yo. And we're trying to get in contact with these people and the hospital being like, hey, man, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know, what the hell? I was able to get through, but it was through the actual messaging app that the company or the hospital has. So that way I can get in, in touch with these guys. So they can give me some guidance, but they didn't give me guidance until like nine o'clock in the morning. So I had to improvise. So what I, what did I do? Well, I went and I got some stuff for his stomach, you know, being trying to be a cool dad and a good dad. And from four o'clock until six o'clock, I couldn't do anything because nothing opened until six o'clock in the morning. So I went out there. I went and got all the stuff that I needed for him. Thankfully, I was able to get some Pedialyte and get some other good stuff for him. And we were able to mitigate a little bit of his issues. Then about around nine o'clock in the morning, all the telecommunications went back up slowly, but I was able to call the, the actual clinic where we normally, you know, have him go seen or be seen. And dude, we were able to get into an appointment. Thankfully, doctor saw him, cleared him out, told him, yeah, man, this is what we're seeing. This is what's happening. It's a bug. It's a virus, blah, 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 blah. They still increase his medication for his epilepsy. He's good to go. Life is great. The point is that for people that do not have the ability to say, this is what's happening. This is how I can make a decision or discern what's happening with my son, my daughter, my wife, my personal life. You're pretty much SOS like the message said. You're shit out of luck. I was able to get through it, thankfully. But imagine somebody that actually needed 911 from 3 o'clock until like 9 o'clock in the morning and they weren't able to get it. A lot of people in the media and around pretty much anything that deals with telecommunication, they're saying that this is basically the potential for a soft attack. And this is not something for you guys to be completely freaking out about, but this is something for you to be aware of. So when an actual adversary goes in and attacks a country, they start with a very soft target. They see what their capabilities are at the time of their choosing. So let's say that they wanted to see what the capabilities were for the United States. They got it. They can basically disrupt our telecommunications in one suit, just like that for no reason. So how can we mitigate about it or mitigate the possibility of having something like this? There's a lot of ways to do it, but a lot of us don't have the actual means to get it done. A lot of people are, are actually reverting to satellite phones and the actual ability to communicate over satellite, which is a great notion, but is a very expensive one. There's an actual website that you can find a satellite phone or you can pay monthly and it's about 80 plus dollars. This is not a sponsored 
ad or anything like that, but it's something that I have searched myself and it's sat123.com. And you can find satellite telephones very quickly for about the same that you pay for your normal telecommunications. And that's where, where we're at with this particular topic. On top of that, we have one more item that deals with a particular outage and something that can be attributed to this particular topic itself. And it's about, I was watching this video on actual, on TikTok, and actually it came up on X for me. And it's about this guy talking about the red flag and the things that they're seeing. We see what's happening. I mean, get it real quick. And he talks about, basically, there's something that happens every single year in the United States of America. And it is that the Sheriff's Associations meets with the actual president of the United States. They have a meeting face-to-face with, you know, the top sheriffs of the country. And they talk to the president about the issues that they're seeing in their particular counties. And then the FBI also takes this opportunity to talk to the sheriffs of America because at the end of the day, they are the first line of defense against any kind of issue that happens in our world or in our American you know, or geographic confines. Basically, for the past three years, the Sheriffs of America or the Association of the Sheriffs of America have not had the opportunity to meet with the President of the United States. But they did meet or had a meeting this actual week with the director of the FBI. And what I'm going to play for you now is an audio of a sheriff's in, I believe he is in Ohio, I believe it is in Butler County, Ohio. And he talks about the actual red flags that are being seen by the FBI right now that are higher than when the actual attacks of September 11 happened in our country. And here's the audio. The people that are here in this country that are wanting to do harm to us. We were also explained we're we're bombing two countries right now. Two countries. These people do not like us before this company. There's thousands of people here from other countries, 160 different countries. They're here not to be our friends. Some of them are coming because they're wanting to come here to the best country in the world, the way we see. Some are coming here to do harm to us. And we were told by the FBI director, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I want everybody to know what I know. I can't tell you everything, but I want the public to know that we are in a terrible way right now. The United States, and I'm going to get to the wall, the United States, we're on the defense. You can't be just defense and not have an offense. We have no offense. We're just defense. We're absorbing these attacks. We're in other countries. We're supplying them with weapons. We're supplying them with our, our, our treasure, our money, and we're not feeling much back home. So, with that in mind, we were also told that they're going, this is from the federal government, Three days ago, they're going to attack our elections, which they've always done that, just not the national. They're going to go into the locals. They encouraged us to talk to our local election officials and be prepared as much as they can for cyber attacks. Even local, you have. And you hear, therefore. So what he's talking about and alluding to is the actual possibility of an adversary of attacking the United States of America at the electoral cycle coming up in November. On top of that, if you think of basically what's happening across our country, 
not only talking about immigration, let's talk about the defense possibility or the actual, we're going to call it the sheer fact that we are extremely vulnerable right now. One thing that we need to understand is that when you want to take out a country, the automatic notion is that everybody will go for the big cities. And that is a very, very, very good point. Why? Because the majority of people in the United States of America, they live on the bigger cities, right? We all understand this. We all know this. We all get this. But once you take the cities out, you still have the ideas and you have the actual people that are living in rural America, holding the values of the American populace and the American constitution very dear, very close to their heart. So what happens in this notion? If I was an adversary, which if most of you that follow me on X and that follow me on every other platform that I normally stream on and that I normally do any commentator on, understand that I have a very good background when it comes to the adversarial thinking. More so, I have actually written a book, which is right behind you. You can find it on Amazon. It's called Beyond the Border, Envisioning the Adversary's Tactics. And this particular book talks about the things that can be had on the spectrum of elections, of the country being taken over, and the way that an adversary can actually do so. So with that being said, this is the way that I would do it if I was an adversary. I will not only attack the cities, I will start with trying to take the ability away from the small, very small counties in America that hold a large population, meaning more than 20,000 people. And that's what the sheriffs are alluding to, saying that the people that live in those kind of counties are vulnerable because they do not have or hold the infrastructure or the actual ability to safeguard the infrastructures that they have at their disposal. It is very, very important that we understand that there are people in the United States of America who do not love the values of this country and do not even care for anything for this country whatsoever. So how can we mitigate something like that? We can't. We can't because we're having a very open border issue right now. A border issue that is getting just completely out of hand. We're letting millions of people into our borders, giving them the ability to vote in several counties around this country. We're giving them money. Like in New York, they're giving them $10,000, you know, just to come in and be, you know, be an immigrant. While we leave our people completely open to anything that is happening to them, inflation is attacking us. Our country is being attacked from every single angle. And yet again, we're not doing anything about it. More so, we have a place like Lahaina, Maui, Hawaii, a town that got destroyed completely by fires. And yet again, we're not helping them in any shape or form. Here's a video to show you the what is actually happening in Maui. I get asked all the time on TikTok, how's the rebuilding going in Lahaina? For those of you who are not well, watching this video, yourself. what is it, it five months after the fire? In Hawaii right now. Nothing's been done. No rebuilding. They put up some beautiful kids paintings right here. Pretty much a big to wall. To color, you know, to make it nice and bright with colors. But no rebuilding has started whatsoever. Meanwhile, People still have to pay mortgages and are getting eviction notices 
even though their house burned down and they haven't gotten money from the insurance company yet because they're dragging their butts. Ridiculous. And that's what's happening in Lahaina, Hawaii. So people still have to pay their mortgages for a home that they do not live in anymore because a power company allegedly is at fault for having these massive fires engulf this community completely. From the top of the mountain to the freaking sea, people had to jump into the water to not fucking die. Like, how insane is that, guys? Like, how is it possible that in this day and age, we have insurance companies that are supposed to be paying these insurance claims out so these people can rebuild their homes, they can continue to have a fruitful life, to continue to possibly be actually gainfully employed to raise their families, and yet again, they're getting eviction notices. How is that even possible? I do not understand. Nobody understands. What I don't understand the most is that we are putting $95 billion here, $95 billion there, $60 billion there, blah, 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 for Ukraine. And yet again, we don't give a shit about the citizens of the United States of America. That, to me, as a veteran of the United States, is something that is completely heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because... I swore to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and I see that the enemies of our country right now are domestic enemies. The people sitting in Washington right now are doing jack shit for the actual citizens of the United States of America. That's basically what's happening here. There's nothing else around it. More so, we have that around the world, the World Economic Forum is peddling to the idea that the zero Emission zones that they have implemented since 2019 in London are now going to be expanded. And this is from the World Economic Forum. For those of you who are not watching right now, basically, the World Economic Forum is expanding London's ultra low emission zones that will help 5 million more people breathe cleaner air, according to them. This, this was actually given out in December 2022. This is where it actually came out. But my sources in the UK say that they're actually doing right now. More so, it cost everybody in the UK $12 or 12 pounds, 50 pence, about 15 to $16 just to drive in London. Because if your freaking vehicle does not hold the actual emission mother loving standards, they're basically not going to drive in London today. How is that possible? This to me is basically Agenda 2030 at its finest in a way that is being pushed and peddled to the limit in a way that I have never seen before. For those of you who don't know what Agenda 2030 is, Agenda 2030 is basically the World Economic Forum, a bunch of bureaucrats that are not elected, Making changes to your society, to your cities, because they know best, because they hold over the money in the world. I'm telling you right now, I don't give a shit what these motherfuckers say. I don't. I don't because I don't have to change my way of life, a way of life that I, I believe in recycling. I believe in putting things in the right bin so they can get disposed properly. But I don't make, I don't, like, I don't, what the fuck? How are you going to tell me that you're going to restrict my way of moving from one point to another just because you motherfuckers think that I'm destroying the planet in a car that is completely emissions free? 
oh, because it's not an electric vehicle, then you're definitely killing the planet. Well, go fuck yourself. That's what I tell you, Carl Schwab. That's what I tell you, WEF. And they go like, well, we heard about WEF before. Yeah. If you live in Canada, if you live in the UK, you've definitely heard about the WEF. And more than likely, you're living under their actual thumb. Now, on top of that, we have that in Australia, the actual nickel industry is being completely destroyed because they're basically the quarry of the world, as they say. They do produce a lot of the lithium in the world. They produce a lot of the nickel and a lot of other minerals that are needed for electronics components. And now that they see is that China is controlling everything. Yet again, another push of the World Economic Forum to take over everything in our world. Not only the resources of people, but your way of life. The 15-minute cities at its finest. And that's where we are. And we're going to close with my favorite protesters. For those of you who are not watching, it's basically a bunch of people laying on the floor saying that the actual issues that we're seeing in... Sorry about that. Hold up. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. This is what they say. They said that the struggles against genocide in Palestine are connected to the struggle against deportation machine in the United States. To me, if these jokers want to go and actually protest anywhere, why don't they just go to Gaza? Why don't they just go to Israel? You want to go protest? Go fucking protest in Gaza, where the problem is. America holds no power over the sovereign nation of Israel, period. They hold no power over Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Egypt, none, zero. Why are we thinking here that because we make a fuss and we throw ourselves in the ground with a bunch of rose petals in the fucking floor that we can actually do something about it? Stop disrupting the halls of Congress, respect our way of life, and fuck off and go somewhere else and deal with your fucking bullshit. That's my message to you fucking protesters. You don't like it? Go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit. I have this in closing. This is what we're seeing around our country. This is what we're seeing around our world. If you have any comments, any concerns, or something like that that you want to do, we're going to continue to stream on Kick. I'm going to try to get in at least twice a week and grow this community in a way that we can actually hold a very good conversation together. Because at the end of the day, this is just my opinion, but I want to hear your opinion as well. I care about your opinion. We need to share our ideas. We need to completely immerse ourselves with the inherent possibility of having a conversation that benefits everybody in the globe. And this comes from a very constructivist you know, notion within international relations, which is what I'm studying right now. Because at the end of the day, I believe that we all in the world can actually benefit from the actual struggles that we're all going in our actual countries. I do believe it. This is how actual ideologies got started. And for me... My most pressing issue is that I want everybody to have a good life, a good way of life, man. Sometimes it cannot be possible because you live in an actual communist country and you can be killed for having this, those ideas. But engaging with others that can give you a better outlook on what you're going through and can listen to you and help you understand what's going on 
at the end might be beneficial. So again, like always, I thank you for your time. Sincerely. If you like what you saw, you can follow me on X at FrankieUSN1987. You can also find me on Kick, streaming twice a week. And if you want to take this conversation a little bit further and listen to this podcast on the go, you can find me on Apple Podcasts. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Podbean under The Undesirables Podcast. Thank you so much. This is Frankie, Undesirable number one. I appreciate you. God bless you. And I will see you on the next one. Unfortunately, guys, we have come to another end of The Undesirables Podcast with your host, Frankie. If you want to continue the conversation, please follow me on social media at FrankieUSN1987, Next Rumble, and YouTube. Thank you again for being here, and I hope that you are here for the next one. Let's go. Thank you.